Greetings and salutations, Shikplums. Welcome back to Aryan Rites and the Goddess Experience, the only podcast dedicated to helping you raise up into a cosmic vibration so that you may live your best life for your highest and greatest good and harming none, of course. Thank you for waiting patiently for this episode while I was on vacation. It was Pumpkin's birthday and our 10 year anniversary and if there's only one thing I want you to take away from my podcast like ever, it is that family, love, and self-care should always outweigh financial gain and showing up for the world. Always. Family, love, and self-care above all. And I am really grateful for my vacation. It timed out well because I kind of hit a brick wall with what to say. I've known what I wanted to talk about for a while, but the wording of it all escaped me, especially because I'm not here to talk about me, I'm I'm here to help you raise your vibration. So today we are here to talk about not letting other people's delusions of you distract you or get in your way, because it is something I have been dealing with a lot recently. And it is something I want to help you combat in your day-to-day life. I have also come back with a follow-up to my 14 days of magic challenge. And I'm going to be talking about the Pink Candy Project at the end of this episode. There's a lot to cover today, so let's dive in after this quick break to pay the bills and keep the lights on. This episode of Arian Rights and the Goddess Experience is brought to you by Arian Rights Studios. Yes, that's right, Arian Rights Studios. So please support this podcast by watching my music videos, checking out my content on YouTube, but also by checking out the books I write, which you can find at arianrights.wixsite.com slash goddess slash books. The description for that will be in the link of this video. At my bookshop, you can find every title that you could possibly imagine presented by moi. Currently, there are six titles, but there's plenty more to come. I write uplifting self-help fiction so that you can find the light at the end of your tunnel. Alright, thank you so much for watching Sugar Plum. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Alright, delusional Debbie Downers, the people who tell you that you are not what you are. I'll let that sink in because it's a tricky one. Let's talk about the people who tell you that you are not what you really are. Shout out to my barbs because Nicki Minaj is the number one queen of dealing with delusional Debbie Downers and putting them in their place. So let's talk about these triple D's, sugar plum, because let me tell you, the brighter your light shines, the more agitated the darkness gets, and suddenly you meet all these triple D's who try to confuse you and instill doubt into your soul. And the messed up part is that not all delusional Debbie Downers are acting maliciously. Some people in your life are just scared and have more chicken little syndrome and are triple D's because the sky is always falling and they don't want the sky to fall on you either. Fair enough, those triple D's just want to protect you, that's okay, but it doesn't mean that the sky is really falling or that you should listen to them. 
But then there are the psychic vampires who just really don't want to see you or anyone else succeed because they are in such a negative state that they feed off of doubt, uncertainty, and fear. The people who see you doing well and want to change that because they're not doing well in one way or another and they think it is their duty to chop you down so that your wavelength is closer to theirs. I've had it come up for myself and what I do here serving the global community means that if I can figure out how to take care of these fools, then I should help you figure out how to take care of these fools too. In the past, like a year or two ago, trolls would comment on my wigs. And instead of letting negative comments prevent me from presenting myself the way I prefer to, I was able to take those hateful comments and turn them into knowledge, learning how to properly care for my hair and finding a style that doesn't give me ancient bag lady vibes. So you can always take criticism and make it constructive. Don't you forget about that. But there are also things about you and your journey that no one really has the right to criticize like that. Being a light-skinned woman of color, the trolls try to keep me down by saying I'm not black. And my immediate response these days is, nigga, what the fuck says who? And when it first started happening, I thought that I was doing something wrong, that maybe I had been confused my whole life and that I had no right to own my heritage or be proud of my identity. And being a musical influencer and content creator in the music industry, this all started with my YouTube channel, specifically my reactions. And it kind of made me not want to do this anymore. <clears throat> I called out one, normally I would never say an artist that I don't support by name, but for the sake of the podcast listeners, I will make an exception. I called out Megan Thee Stallion for calling her lady parts pink when she's a fairly dark complected woman compared to myself and it caused this whole hullabaloo and I'm sorry but the movies like Undercover Brother are ripe with jokes about the rainbow of colors lady bits can be and there's rap lines like and the weed purple like a black girl's pussy by little wayne and roman reloaded and i got offended because i didn't like the idea of a little dark-skinned girl hating herself because her body parts aren't pink like megan's i shouldn't have called out the accuracy of that statement but it really speaks more to how we shouldn't necessarily be throwing around those kind of descriptors in our creative expressions and I do and did apologize for the momentary lapse in judgment but that's why I don't react to toxic music anymore because it just opens the door for chaos. So that aside, I also shared a reaction quote unquote to Chi Rock by Nicki Minaj where I sang along to the lyrics when it was titled a first time listen. And it was an April Fool's joke, so I was clearly just being a dumbass, but Rav Twitter saw this quote-unquote white girl saying the n-word a hundred times because that's how the song goes, and the internet lost the damn minds. Again, it was kind of... A, I didn't 
consider that. I didn't consider that people would see an April Fool's video and automatically assume it was like because of the color of my skin and not <laughs> the content of the video. <laughs> um, now this was all last year and has been dealt with but I wanted to give you some backstory because this led to a lengthy Twitter space combo about my being a light-skinned woman of color poem. Oh sorry. <clears throat> because this led to a lengthy Twitter space conversation and my being a light-skinned woman of color poem because racial gatekeeping is real and I'm not going to fucking censor the n-word while I'm reciting lyrics that somebody else wrote, I'm just not. And so recently someone commented, you're not black on a YouTube short I posted rapping along to Super Freaky Girl. I replied to their comment to watch my being a light-skinned woman of color poem and to get back to me and then they demanded that I share pictures of my parents or they wouldn't believe me. First off, I don't owe you or anybody anything and nobody has the right to demand to see anybody's parents. Um, that's not what the public space is for and that you don't ever give a stranger that kind of information. So just a public service announcement, don't do dumb shit because trolls are freaking trolling you. And also you will never be able to convince a delusional Debbie Downer because they are delusional. I could pull up a fucking 23andMe report that shows my ancestors in Africa and a triple D would still find a way to tell me that I'm not black. So the first takeaway from this episode is that no one, no one has the right to invalidate your power and your experience but you. I do not have to explain who I am because I know who I am and I stand up for all light-skinned women and men of color who have ever been told that they do not belong or cannot own who they are and where they came from. I know that I sure as hell ain't white being a light-skinned woman of color, that I would have had to sit at the back of the bus, eaten at a segregated diner, drank at a different water fountain, been sent to a different school, so no one can tell me I'm not black. I grew up knowing that I was <coughs> privileged because my parents' union wasn't a crime. <coughs> And that a mere hundred or so years previous, my father would have been lynched for putting his hands on a white woman while his father was impregnating as many slaves as he wanted because <clears throat> we are not people. Please don't take that out of context, my god, for our highest and greatest good and harming none. I know that back in the 1870s, actually, before that, in the 1850s, before slavery was abolished, I would have been the slave that Massa kept in the house because I'd be less intimidating than the black ones in the fields. But I'd still be a slave. That is what I carry with me being a mulatto. That is what mulatto means. And I have felt alienated and isolated since the dawn of the Black Lives Matter movement because I was not inherently included in that conversation and neither were any of my friends. Jewish, Islam, Muslim, Asian, Native, Indian, Persian, 
when all minority lives matter and the issue is far bigger than one color, I was lost. So that's why I'm here, to shine as a beacon of light and remind you that your feelings matter, your life matters, and you don't have to show your papers to prove your heritage. And you don't have to kowtow to these racist assholes. I grew up in, ele in an elementary school that not only embraced but showcased the cultures that the people's parents brought with them from Sweden, Mongolia, Japan, Portugal, the Crow tribe, excuse me, the Crow nation, you name it. Every year, the whole school turned into a portal to different lands, complete with foreign food, games, attire, and so on for International Day. I only got six years of it, K through five, but it gave me the foundation to be there for you. My parents did a phenomenal job making sure I wasn't the brown kid in class for as long as they could. No one has the power to invalidate your experiences but you. This isn't a fucking parking garage. The only person who knows what you have been through is you and you don't have anything to prove to these racist, self-centered, toxic vampires. You know who else used to tell me that I'm not black and who would try to keep my heritage from me? My ex-boyfriend, who knew my dad and would use it as a way to gaslight me and keep me from my power. And that's why we're here, Sugar Plum, sharing this space. Because even if you're a weirdo or a freak, if you're a geek or a loner or a stoner or have nowhere else and no one else on the planet who understands you, if you feel isolated and alienated in this society, if no one else has room at their table in this great big cafeteria of life, you can sit at mine because I don't see color until someone tries to make me and guess what? There are a lot more rainbow children on Dumbledore's army than there are Death Eaters on Voldemort's side. So just stay out of the comments, report, block, and delete these internet fools, and mostly spend less time online. Frick, delete your apps, go to the park, write a book, record a song, paint a masterpiece, cook a five-course meal that dirties every single dish in the house, tell someone important that you love them, meditate often, and be confident in who you are. Because our haters can be our biggest motivators. And if you don't have to prove anything to them, your energy is so much better spent everywhere else everywhere else because you are out here being you and spreading your love and light and the only thing that they have to say about you is delusional surface level nonsense because they already don't have any ground to stand on it will always be maddening when someone says some ignorant shit but there's ways to move past the madness and keep moving forward I was actually dealing with this last troll while I was want waiting for my magic mind restock and let me just say that supplements are amazing because I was still feeling the calm and clarity for days after the last shot. It was five days before I started taking my usual regimen of supplement capsules and had an epiphany that I needed to break up with coffee about 10 days in. I only made it 10 days without Magic Mind because as soon as my restock came, I was ready for a shot of Magic Mind. 
I only had the dreaded caffeine withdrawal headache the first day and I'm really excited to go a month without coffee. Magic Mind is a productivity shot crafted out of matcha, nootropics, and adaptogens to bring you energy, clarity, and balance. And I am in love with it. Head over to magicmind.co, that's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O, to check out if you still have time to join the 14-day challenge. And regardless, use code GODDESS14 to save 20% on your order. That's G-O-D-D-E-S-S-1-4. Supplements, meditation, working out, keeping my house clean, and having a healthy, happy, and stable home slash family life are what keep me grounded when faced with trolls and delusional Debbie Downers. I also put some of those experiences into my writing practice. For those of you who may not know, in addition to this podcast, I am an author and rapper pioneering a new genre of literature which I call immersive fiction. Pink Candy Project Book One Breakout is currently available for pre-order, and you can buy or stream the album now. Links in the description of this episode. And for me personally, my writing is an extension and reflection of myself, but particularly with the Pink Candy Project because I'm acting as Pink Candy in the music videos. So she could not be a dark-skinned character. That's really the spice that I bring to it. I wanted to weave in an Onika Mirage-like story, but really Pink Candy is here for the dojas, bias, ice spices, and other such light-skinned women of color. Even in a fictional landscape, color is too intertwined with hip-hop, and that is Pink Candy's struggle as she's carving out her niche as the greatest Therian rapper of all time. So, to close out this episode, I want to read a short passage from Breakout coming December 3rd, 2022, and currently available for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Bookstore, and anywhere else you may buy books online. is like really deep into the book but it's an important passage and it's related to what we talked about today because no one in the industry wanted to put their bets on a girl that looked like me they didn't want to admit that girls like me existed they wanted to keep the cookie cutter black and white narrative that you are either this or that completely glossing over the fact that a large number of us are this and that But all of the light-skinned, underground-seeing college kids that wanted autographs after the show proved them wrong. That's why I still treat fans as friends to this day, because the underground scene was so laid-back and neutral. My fans would come up to me after shows and get autographs and pictures taken before offering to take me out to dinner with their giant group or chatting with me about music for an hour. I love my fans so much because of that and will always see them that way, even though the mainstream isn't the same by any stretch of the imagination. I will never forget realizing that the Hood Holly conversation was one that I was having on repeat regardless of what city or state I was in. 
Everywhere there was someone who thanked me for the Hood Holly persona because they had always wanted at least one Holly doll that looked like them. Because they weren't blue-eyed with snowy skin and ruby hair. Their hair was kinky, their skin mocha latte, and eyes all sorts of colors from gray to hazel and every shade of brown in between. We were never taught that we could do anything and be whatever we wanted in the same way that Holly descendants were. They needed someone like me to look up to, and probably always will. So support this podcast by leaving a tip, subscribing, leaving a review, and picking up a book from my bookshop. Like I said, Pink Candy Breakout Book 1 is coming December 3rd, 2022. Your support allows me to do things like make more episodes more often and upgrade my equipment to provide higher quality shows as well as expand to live book readings and musical performances. I literally can't do this without you, Sugar Plum. I wouldn't want to. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, may peace, love, light, and happiness always be with you. Hey Goddess, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Ariane Writes and the Goddess Experience. I just wanted to take the moment to show my appreciation by inviting you to go to the first link in the description box of this podcast and join the forum where you can join in discussion about this episode and all the other episodes previous and to come with the other goddesses who listen to this podcast with you. Thank you again so much for being here. I cannot wait to see you in the forum.